welcome to episode 50 of the Giants of the Faith podcast. This is the podcast where we look at men and women from the age of the church whose lives have had an impact for the kingdom of God. It's been a while since I last been able to record an episode, so I thought we'd jump right into what I'm calling season four. And for the duration of this season, episodes will focus exclusively on folks who have written some of the greatest hymns this side of heaven. We're going to kick off this season by looking at the life and times of Robert Robinson. Robinson wrote the excellent hymn, Come Thou Fount of Every Blessing, which is sung by churchgoers every Sunday in churches all around the world, and every night by me when I'm putting my eldest grandson to bed. I love this song, and since it happens to be my wife's favorite hymn, I could not help but kick this season off with Robinson. Robert Robinson was born on September 27, 1735, in Swaffham, England, to parents Michael and Mary. Michael was a customs officer in government service, and Mary was the daughter of the wealthy Robert Wilkin. The family home was not a happy one, unfortunately. Michael was in constant debt, pursued by creditors in the courts, and left the family when Robert was still a boy and then died shortly after leaving them. And then Robert's grandfather and Mary's mother died. He was a wealthy man, but he'd never approved of his daughter's marriage to Michael. And so despite her, and despite young Robert, he left his grandson what's the equivalent of about $100 as a legacy. Mary was determined to provide an education for her son despite their circumstances. So she opened up her home to boarders, and took up work as a seamstress in order to be able to place him in the school. Times were tough, though, and by the time Robert was 13 years old, he had to drop out. A friend of the family had a brother who was a barber in London, and this barber agreed to take Robert on as an apprentice. So at age 14, Robert packed his bags and headed off to London to work for seven years as a barber's apprentice. Now, it was a common thing for apprentices that left the relative calm and safety of the countryside to fall into temptation when they joined their masters in the big city. And Robert was no exception to this. He fell into bad company, and he began drinking and carousing. By day, he was a responsible, even studious young man. But when out on the town, he was prone to find himself mixed up with trouble. The story of his conversion was born out of a troublesome episode. On the evening of May 24, 1752, Robert and his group of friends came across a gypsy fortune teller selling her fortunes in a London pub. They decided to get her drunk on cheap gin and then forced her to tell them their fortunes for free. Robert would later recall that she told him, You will live to see your children and grandchildren. And this had a great impact on him. After the young men had finished with the gypsy, they decided the thing to do would be to head to George Whitefield's tabernacle at Moorfields. Whitefield was the famous Methodist minister and evangelist. They weren't there to hear Whitefield, though. They were there to mock him, him and his listeners. But God had other plans for Robinson. He was cut to the quick by Whitefield's sermon on Matthew 3-7 and the phrase that Whitefield repeated, O my hearers, the wrath to come, the wrath to come. Robinson was already upset over the gypsy's fortune, and this sermon was just too much for him to take. He became greatly troubled at his own sin, and he entered a a two-and-a-half-year period of introspection and a deep sense of his own sinfulness. He continued at his work, and he continued coming to hear Whitefield preach, until finally, on December 10, 1755, in his own words, 
he found full and free forgiveness through the precious blood of Jesus Christ. After he met Jesus, his mind turned away from barbering and toward Christian ministry. In his rooms at night, he would compose and practice sermons and write poetry and songs. It was during this time, in 1757, that he wrote the famous hymn, Come Thou Fount of Every Blessing. In 1758, he left London, moved to his uncle's farm in Suffolk, near where he'd grown up, and he began preaching in town, imitating Whitefield by preaching without notes. And he began to be noticed, and he was soon invited to preach at James Wheatley's Tabernacle in Norwich. Robinson was a successful preacher, drawing crowds and preaching to hundreds of souls and converting many. And it was Wheatley who first published Come Thou Fount in his Methodist hymn book. Norwich wound up playing an important role in the rest of his life and in the rest of his ministry, for it was at Norwich that he met and married Ellen Payne, and Robert and Ellen would go on to have 12 children. Norwich was also where Robert left the Methodist movement. He was questioned about the practice of infant baptism, which was something that he'd never really considered. He'd grown up in the C of E, and then, as a Methodist, infant baptism was standard practice. And when he did finally consider it, He went to the scriptures, and he became convinced that believer's baptism was the only biblical baptism. So he was soon baptized himself, and he remained a Baptist the rest of his life. Robinson set up his own independent Calvinistic church, but he was soon called in 1759, and on the advice of author Ann Dutton, to pastor at the Stonebridge Baptist Church in Cambridge. After a two-year internship there, he was called as the full-time pastor. He would remain pastoring at Cambridge for the rest of his life. Under his leadership, the church grew, and regular attendance averaged between six and 700, which included many students from the university there. Eventually, a new church building had to be built to accommodate the crowds. In addition, Robinson set up 15 preaching stations around the city. He traveled to those stations during the week, to preach and minister on a more personal and local level. But Robinson's life story isn't all sunshine and rainbows, at least not from an Orthodox Christian perspective. Late in his life, Robinson drifted toward Unitarianism. For those that aren't familiar, Unitarianism rejects Trinitarianism and instead holds the belief that Jesus was inspired by God and did act as a savior for God, but he is not indeed God. It's basically repurposed Arianism from the early age of the church. Robinson was influenced toward Unitarianism by a man named Joseph Priestley. Priestley was the most famous Unitarian of his day. Uh, He was also a famous chemist and philosopher. You might remember him from high school chemistry as the man that discovered oxygen. In the late 1780s, Robinson was invited by a group of Baptist preachers in London to come there and write a Baptist history using materials from the British Museum. But once these men found out about Robinson's Unitarian leanings, his invitation was revoked. But Robinson decided to continue the work on his own, and he got permission to use the Cambridge Library, and in 1790 published The History of Baptism. And then in 1792, his Ecclesiastical Researches was posthumously published. This work included a full-throated defense of the Unitarian heresy. Though Robinson sometimes disavowed Unitarianism, the final sermon of his life was from Joseph Priestley's pulpit in Birmingham, where he attacked and mocked the Trinity as a doctrine with much fervor. Two nights later, 
In the small hours of Wednesday, June 9, 1790, Robinson was found dead in his bed. Many have tried to tie his death to this sermon, saying that God won't be mocked. I'm not sure about that, but it uh, makes you think. And others have likened this latter part of his life to the closing verse of Come Thou Fount, which says, Prone to wander, Lord, I feel it. Prone to leave this God I love. Take my heart, Lord, take and seal it. Seal it for thy courts above. We can't know, of course, the true state of Robinson's soul. Only God knows if he was a true believer who fell into error, or if he was a false prophet all along. I hope for the former, but it's not for us to say. And that's it for this episode of Giants of the Faith. I really considered whether or not to even include Robinson in this season, but due to the overwhelming popularity of this hymn and the value of Robinson's life as a cautionary tale, I decided to go for it. I hope you enjoyed it, and until next time, God bless. If you've made it this far, you've reached the bonus content of my two-year-old grandson singing along to Come Thou Fount. Enjoy. Come thou fount of every blessing Tune thy heart to sing thy grace Streams of mercy never ceasing Call for songs of loudest praise. Teach me some melodious songs sung by singing tongues above. Raise a mountain fixed upon it. Mount of thy redeeming love.